I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention that uh, not only did Houston get absolutely obliterated, demolished, barely getting any of the points, pretty much getting full held on pretty much everything, but the Atlanta charge game broke the record for most points in a match because uh, one of their, on Hanamura, they went seven and six, and then on Kings Row, they went seven and eight. That's a lot of points. I don't know if I needed to put that in here. I'm just saying. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Overwatch Podcast. My name is Adam Cook, and I am not joined by Calder Amos Wood this week. He is uh, at his cottage on vacation and uh, has not the internet power to uh, record this week. Um, so it's just going to be a solo one for me. It's uh, probably going to be pretty short. Just going to highlight a couple of teams that uh, I really noticed were uh, stood out for one way or another. Um, I was actually able to catch pretty much every single game this this weekend because school ended uh, and I'm leaving. Oh, I'm recording this on Sunday. I, I guess it's technically Monday. It's 1.30 in the morning on, on Monday the 22nd. Um, because uh, I'm leaving to go back home from school tomorrow, so uh, I figured I'd record it tonight, and then I can hopefully put it up uh, sometime before Wednesday. Um, but yeah, so I was actually able to watch most of the games because I had nothing else to do, uh, and they were all pretty good. Uh, well, we'll get we'll get into it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Broverwatch podcast is a podcast where two, sometimes one, uh, college friend, I say boy, but Calder hates it when I say, he hates the word boy, because I love it so much, so he hates it, um, but we're two friends, talk about the Overwatch League, uh, games and news and rumors and stuff like that, um, so today it's just me, but it's usually two of us, uh, if you like it. Uh, you can like the video, share with your friends, I don't know, whatever the, the YouTubers say these days. And if you're listening on audio, uh, feel free to leave us a review, uh, that helps a lot with algorithms and stuff like that. Um, now before we get into the games, uh, I just want to highlight two things. Um, first of all, uh, Blase of the, um, Boston Uprising, uh, tweeted saying, please kill goats, bro, please, I don't want to play another stage of this, please, bro. Uh, so, he seems to be pretty upset with goats, because, um, you know, there's all these super talented DPS players, uh, in the league, but they can't flex their skills, because they're stuck playing this one hero, where, uh, you know, you it, it's hard to highlight a Briggs skills, and there's been a couple players tweeting about that and stuff like that, because um, it's hard to highlight, you know, uh, when a Brig is doing well. So I can see where Blase is coming from here. Some people have been saying, well, yeah, you've been stuck on Brig for like six months. Tanks have been stuck on Diva, Rhine, or some were stuck on, you know, pretty much. Off tank players were stuck on Diva for years, <laughs> so and some still are. So um, I see where he's coming from, and I understand his frustration. And I am also frustrated with that because I want to see more flexibility in the league. But 
we'll see if that happens. I'm pretty sure that some sort of change is going to come soon to somewhat negate uh, needing to play Brig all the time. There is something that Jeff teased. He said that soon they will be... He said he said that there were two developer updates recorded. One of them was the event one that was just released, and another one is coming out somewhat soon. He recorded them, I think he said, pretty much back-to-back. Uh, and they're usually released about three weeks after they... Or no, he said he just recorded another one when the other one was released, and they're usually released about three weeks after they're uh, recorded. So, hopefully in uh, three weeks or so, a month or so, uh, we're going to get some sort of update. He said it was a feature change, or a feature addition, don't know what it is. Hopefully it is something that can shake up the game, or at least make the game more focused. That would be really nice. And the last thing, uh, before we get into the games, is Dogman finally got his bowl cut. Uh... And it was pretty great. The presentation was great. They kept teasing it. He kept saying, only Bren can give me this haircut. Uh, And then Bren came out in all of his glory. It was pretty great. So uh, I'll put that up on screen now. It doesn't look as bad as I thought it would. Um, I personally think he should have grown it out a little more, but he did make the promise. So maybe, maybe he'll just grow it out and maintain a bowl cut for a little bit. That would be nice. Anyway, that one was a bit of a dumb one. But now let's get into the games. Uh, The first team that I want to highlight is the San Francisco Shock. We know that this team is great. We've talked about how this team is great. Uh, I hate to admit that this team is great because Calder loves them, and I hate him. Uh, Of course I'm joking about that, but... uh, And I've honestly grown up to the Shock, uh, especially this season. Not just because they're doing well, just because a lot of them have been showing their personality a lot more, especially Super. Um, So I've been really enjoying the Shock. But they have... Been, they had a rough bit at the very beginning of Stage 1, losing, like, what's their record right now? I think they lost three games. Uh, league. Yeah, they lost three games early Stage 1, pretty much. And then they've pretty much been crushing since then, because uh, they didn't have Violet. Uh, and I think that's the main thing. They pretty much didn't have Violet, and I think they knew they didn't have Violet, so they weren't practicing too much with Sleepy, and then once Violet came in, they could finally uh, flex their skills a little bit more. But ever since they started figuring things out, they've been dominant, and they've only been getting, been getting stronger. Uh, they 4 the Defiant this week, uh, which some would argue the Defiant haven't been looking very good recently, uh, but it was still a 4 and it was very convincing. And then uh, just today, or in the last day of the weekend, they faced Hongzhou Spark, and Spark looked pretty good against uh, Shock, actually, which uh, I'll get to in a second, but Shock still 4-0'd them, and sh- pretty much Shock have been very convincingly good, and uh, we'll get into it a bit later, but especially with New York's first loss this week, uh, Shock are easily the second best Uh, team in the league and I'm looking forward to them maybe proving that they might be the best I don't quite think they're the best yet but they are definitely getting there they are growing stronger and stronger every day Um, super last season was pretty good but not great Uh, beginning of this beginning of stage one he was also uh, 
pretty good but not great. Some people were calling him very bad. Honestly, he he was on the lower end of the standings as far as stats go. But now he's just been absolutely crushing it. Uh, Violet has been destroying as well. They The whole team has just been annihilating. Moth, I feel like people are just starting to realize how good Moth is as well. So the whole team has just been killing it. Rascal on Bat- Batiste. I don't want to like shout out specific, all of the specific players except one. And then just get roasted. Sinatra obviously has been absolutely dominating. Um, so it's been good. Choi Hyobin is nuts, right? Like, the whole team is good, and I'm missing one person. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? It's a DPS player, and I, I'm gonna... I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die thinking about this. Give me a second. Give me a hot second. Oh, no, I didn't miss anyone. My apologies. Uh... Oh yeah, because Rascal is the DPS player, but he's always playing. But that's what Goats does to you. I have no idea who's what role anymore. Anyway, so Shock has have been looking fantastic and are only getting better, um, and I'm very excited to see them do even better in the future. Now, I mentioned that they had a very close game against Hangzhou, so I'll talk about them next. Uh, and I say very close, but like I said, it was a 4-0, so it wasn't super close. But Hangzhou have been like very inconsistent. So them putting a decent fight up against the Shock was actually very impressive. Uh, they, especially their Paris uh, map, it was very, very close. So even though it was a 4-0 and it looks like a domination, Hangzhou was actually looking pretty good. And uh even though Guangzhou, who we'll get to in a second as well, uh, everything's flowing so good this week, uh, they had a 3-2 game against Guangzhou. So some people might say that that's a bad look on Hangzhou, but I also think Guangzhou has been looking better this week in general, which we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hangzhou has been looking a lot better, uh, especially since they're able to play Crystal now. Uh, I feel like them being able to play Crystal and playing Crystal more also makes Gushui work better within the team because he at least has one other Chinese player there so hopefully they the communication gets more solidified it seems to be getting slightly better uh, but yeah Hangzhou Spark have been looking much better uh, and I think that they face the Hunters in the Dallas homestand uh, and I think that's going to be a closer match uh, than Many, many, many might think. Uh, so yeah, Hangzhou has been looking better this week. And now to get to Guangzhou, they've also been looking better this week, bringing Hangzhou to map five, which was pretty impressive, breaking their uh, map loss streak. Uh, they actually got two maps after losing so many maps uh, in a row. I, for, I don't know the exact number, but it was good for them to finally win some maps and bring a somewhat decent team very middle of the table team but still uh, somewhat good to a map five that was a good sign for them but still at the same time everyone thought yeah well they're facing the atlanta rain who just had a great matchup against new york which like with all the other things i'll get to in a second um so people thought that they were going to 
get 4-0'd or at least 3-1'd, but for the most part dominated by Atlanta because Atlanta were riding high on that New York win. Uh, but then Guangzhou pulls out the doom fist and uh, kind of, as I hate to say it because I'm, a, I'm an Atlanta Rain boy, but kind of dominate <laughs> Atlanta Rain. Now, both teams looked very good and very bad throughout this match. Atlanta looked absolutely lost and like they didn't know how to manage ultimates at certain points. Same with Guangzhou. They would just jump in and die. Uh, and then both teams also looked like they were top-tier teams at certain points. But in the end, Guangzhou managed to pull it out uh Atlanta managed to keep getting my hopes up and then burying my hopes in the ground. Uh but Guangzhou for the most part have been improving and I know for the Atlanta game they didn't play Kib and maybe that's part of it just cuz there's some more easy communication there. I don't know. I forget whether they played him or not for the Hangzhou game. But maybe that's it. Maybe they just needed more steady communication. I also think that them focusing more on DPS comps also is helping them, uh, especially with the Doomfist, uh, Eileen's Doomfist. He was just walking into Atlanta's backline and just one-punching their supports, and it was super... Like, no one was even contesting him at all, and uh, also happy on the soldier. Like, he was just shooting Atlanta, and Atlanta didn't even look at him. It's like one person go and like touch him just to make him not there getting free kills um so that was the that was the main uh thing that guangzhou did when they pretty much they popped off when they were uncontested is the main thing so i guess if atlanta or any other team contests them a bit more maybe they'll do better uh but guangzhou big improvement over their uh map mapless couple weeks uh much better this week now to talk more about atlanta i'm gonna cry on a podcast i'm joking of course um i don't do that because <laughs> i'm cool now first i'm gonna cry of happiness because the atlanta new york game uh i had something to do that night okay I had something to do. I had prior commitments. And then I was like, you know what? When I say prior commitments, I don't mean like I was invited to a party or something or I had a job interview or something. I just meant I was planning on doing other things with my time. I was going to grind comp. But then I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch this game because I love Atlanta. I know they're going to get crushed, but you know what? I'm going to support my boys. Uh... And thank goodness I did, because what a game. Now, how much of this is due to New York uh, doing poorly, and how much of this is due to Atlanta doing well? I think it is uh, a 70-30 split. I think Atlanta was playing very well that game. That's the 70%. And I think it was 30% New York doing very poorly. I think New York didn't really... New York gets into this habit of not thinking they need to try. Uh, I, th I think Vancouver... The difference between New York and then Vancouver and Shock is Shock has something to prove, so they always try. 
New York has something to defend, which is them being the best team in the league, so they always try. Uh, New York has something to defend because a lot of people think they're the best, but not to the level that uh, Vancouver does. I think New York, a lot of the time, will be like, yeah, we're we're going to make playoffs. It's fine. So, like, we're going to win this week. Let's play Minecraft, right? Um, I think the difference is Vancouver, when they start to lose, they're able to pull it back. New York, when they start to lose, I don't think they know how to lose. They don't know how to come back from losing. Uh, is pretty much what I'm saying. Like Vancouver, if they lose the first two maps, I don't think I don't know if that's happened yet. I can't remember if that's happened yet. But um, when they lose the first two maps, they're able to kind of like reconvene and be like, you know what, guys, let we can do this, and then they go and win. New York can't do that. It was a three-one for Atlanta. New York winning the last map, but you've already lost at that point. Um, if anything, that was Atlanta being like, holy crap, we won, and kind of being distracted by the hype. Um, so yeah, I think New York played poorly, not because... I think they could have easily won. They should have won. Um, but Atlanta played su- surprisingly very well, and New York kind of just underestimated their opponent, which I think they do too much. I think they do that a surprising amount. Um so, unfortunately for Atlanta, they face New York twice in this stage, and I think New York is going to see this loss and be like, there's no way that's happening again, and then they're just going to absolutely demolish Atlanta uh, in their next one, uh, more than we thought they were going to on this one. I think New York's going to kind of come to their senses and uh, destroy Atlanta, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, Um but yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And the thing with Atlanta, they are the they are the breakers of streaks. Okay, they are the breakers of streaks. They kind of gave us a hint of this by playing the most Torb in a single game in their first game with Defran and Stage One. Uh, rest in peace, Defran. Pepe hands. Um, but then they were the first team for Atlanta to beat. They were the first team to lose, or sorry, they were the first team to lose to Valiant this season. Broke that streak. They were the first team to beat New York this week. Um, broke that streak. And then later when they faced Guangzhou, they uh, were the first team to lose to Guangzhou this stage. Atlanta, what? They just search for streaks and break them. How about you focus on winning, boys? That's all I'm saying. Now, I will say Baby Bay has been... They've improved significantly. Last week, they looked very poor. Um, They were kind of all over the place. They didn't have Daco. Um, They were kind of swapping healers in and out. They seem to have figured it out a bit more. So, they do look better, even though they lost to Charge this week. They do look a lot better. They look a lot more focused. Baby Bay's been doing very well. Having Daco back in the lineup is very good for them. They just overcommit to things. I think that's their main thing. They overcommit to things. They don't really think about saving alts very often. They're pretty much always like, let's use what we have. 
Um, so that's a bit concerning, but they do look a lot better. Baby Bay's been kind of a shining light for them, which a lot of people were debating whether or not he would live up. And there's a debate right now whether he is better or worse than DeFran. I think for the team, he might be better. And I know I have a signed DeFran uh, poster in my room. <clears throat> but still, I think for the most part, um, Baby Bay, um, he's got a bit more f- focus. I think DeFran is a mechanically better, but I think Baby Bay has been in the pro scene longer and long enough to uh he he has a bit more focus i guess is the way i'm gonna put it um but yeah atlanta looking better but i don't know they're very inconsistent beating the undefeated team one game or losing to the winless team one week then beating the lossless team the next week and then later that same week losing to the team with the longest uh, at the time map loss streak what what is this what are these uh, you know what I mean I'm just confused okay rain you need to focus up a little bit um dogman you don't always have to press Q sometimes you can wait um and I don't want to just focus on Dogman. It's kind of a whole team thing. There's a lot of shatters going into shields. There's a lot of shatters when you're literally at 1 HP. Save your alts, guys, sometimes. You don't have to commit to every single fight. That's the main issue that I've noticed with Atlanta. They kind of overcommit and don't know when to save their alts and don't know when to call a fight lost. Now, last team I'm going to talk about is Shanghai Dragons. This will be a real quickie. Um, They beat Florida somewhat convincingly. Not a huge surprise, uh, but it's still very good for them. And then they absolutely demolished the Houston Outlaws. Now, as a Houston boy, I know... I've said I'm an Atlanta boy and a Houston boy in the same episode. Listen, I like multiple teams, okay? If Calder listens to this, he's going to be very upset, but I, I like I like multiple teams. I like multiple teams. What can I say? I like to cheer for multiple teams. The more teams I cheer for, the more teams I, I watch of the games, and I love watching Overwatch League, so the more te- matches I want to watch, the more I'm going to enjoy Overwatch League. That's the end. Of my, end. I'm a Houston boy, so I watch this hoping that they would do well, because they haven't won a game this stage. They haven't won a game in stage two. They got absolutely demolished is what I said before and I said it again now it was a 3-0 so they did tie uh, Temple of Anubis but uh, Oasis they lost 0-2 uh, Blizzard, Blizzard World they lost 0-2 or sorry 0-1 they got full held <sighs> And then Junkertown, they lost bad. Junkertown's their map. They lost it bad. Um, I don't know what to say about Houston anymore. I love them. I want them to do well. But something is wrong. They've got good players. Dogman said it in his... um. When, when they were... He, he was on the Watchpoint post show. 
and they were watching the uh, over the top fi- top five highlights of the day thing and linkser popping off came on and then Dogman said linkser and dante need to find a new team which everyone was like whoa hot take not really hot take i think people generally agree that linkser and dante are very good players i also think uh boink uh is good enough to also be added to that list um and muma as well how can you have that that four as your core and it's got to be some sort of coaching or management thing or maybe it's a chemistry thing they they seem to very much value the chemistry of their team having synergy from last season but pretty much get pretty much guaranteed i know that they're going through like an organization like selling or bankruptcy i don't know what it is optic gaming's just like struggling right now but pretty much if they keep going the way they've been going for the rest of the season i don't see a way that this roster is intact um going into season three i don't see a way um and if that does happen and it's pretty much the same roster going into season three i'll just say now i'm i won't be a houston boy anymore i will jump ship because you've got to change something if it's this bad last team you were a decent team middle of the top of the middle of the pack this season you are bad you are bad something needs to change and i know you probably don't have the money to change something right now because of the whole optic having trouble thing but still something's got to be figured out so anyway shanghai uh demolished them so they had a pretty good uh match against florida and then absolutely demolished uh houston now you might say that's an easy week for shanghai but pretty much shanghai was kind of middle of the pack like straight middle and this week kind of made them go okay they can consistently beat teams below them so they move up a bit. So Shanghai had a very good week. Um, now, if we look at... My apologies. Stage standings. They're about as expected. Uh, except, big boys... Actually, it's about as expected. The schedule's a bit weird, because some teams have played more matches than others. Uh, New York's played six matches. Houston's played three. Uh... So it's a little inconsistent. Um, But Gladiators top of the standings for Stage 2 with 6 wins, 0 losses. Doing very well. Their map differential is 4th best though. Which kind of highlights the fact that the schedule is a little weird with certain teams having more games than others. Um, Shock are 5-0 with the best map differential in the it, it, has it been all four O's? Has it been all four O's? Let me double check this. I think Shock has only gotten four O's this stage. That's a four O. That's a four O. That's a four O. That is a four O. That is a four O. Shock have a perfect map differential right now. Yeah. So Shock are currently having a perfect stage, which is impressive. They don't play next week. Uh, and then in week five, they play Fusion and Dragons. Maybe Fusion match is close. 
maybe Shanghai takes a map. That's very maybe. But Shock might have a perfect stage this stage, which would not be surprised, but would be very impressive. Um, and Titans already can't do that. So one might argue if Shock have a perfect stage and Titans don't, are Shock better than Titans? <laughs> Uh, I don't think that's what that means, <laughs> but um, I think that'll definitely mean that they meet each other at some point in the stage playoffs, and that'll be an exciting rematch. Uh, like I said, Titans in third place, 5-0, and um, with two map losses, so they don't have a perfect map score. Um, Vancouver with five wins, one loss to your Atlanta boys. And then London coming in fifth with 4-0. London's actually been surprisingly uh, good this stage. Um, definitely an upgrade from last stage. They've been doing quite well. Shanghai, Chengdu, and Philly closing off our stage playoff places. Now, Florida is uh, eliminated from stage playoffs. They isn't. It is not possible for them to make it. And Gladiators have clinched. Uh, and I think that's it so far. I don't think anybody else has been eliminated or clinched yet. Maybe Shock clinched today. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that those are the standings currently. I could see maybe, because Paris has only played four games. Valiant's only played four games. And Dallas and Hangzhou have only played four games. I could see maybe Paris sneaking up. We haven't really seen much from them, so it's hard to judge their skill level. I honestly think that Valiant will get in. Valiant have looked much better this stage. Fate is still uh, questionable at the moment, but for a most for the most part, they've been looking much, much better this stage than they did last stage. Um, so Valiant, I think, might be able to squeeze in. I think Dallas might as well. Oh, Seoul has only played three games. So I think Seoul also might be able to squeeze in because they've been playing their B team, which should at this point is their A team, which is like with Fitz and Marvel instead of um, Fleta and uh, Fissure, which has been working out for them. So I could see them sneaking up. Maybe Boston sneaks up. I don't, unfortunately, see Atlanta sneaking up, especially since they face New York again, and New York's going to be angry. And the rest, Toronto, Houston, Guangzhou, Washington, Florida, I don't see them. <clears throat> I don't see them getting in. Um, so yeah, those are the standings. Pretty much biggest takeaways. Uh, Atlanta, what, what, what? How do you beat New York and then lose to Guangzhou? Uh, shock, you're crushing it. Keep going. Nice, good job. And then New York... You got to just always try because you kind of just don't try and you need to learn how to lose. It's See, that's the weird thing. How do you practice learning how to lose? How do you practice coming back from a loss? Because you're not going to intentionally lose scrim games in an attempt to learn how to come back from a loss because then the mindset's going to be different because you know that it was intentional. So you're just going to not try and then try. It's much different when you're on stage. So... I don't know how you practice that, but New York, you need to figure out how to lose because it's kind of your biggest weakness right now. Gladiators popping off, killing it. Definitely the fourth best team in the league. They're just number one right now because of 
have been they've played one more game than the top three but definitely gladiators i think have solidified themselves as a fourth best team in the league personally uh i think that is it uh i don't know how long this episode was but it feels like it was a little shorter than most uh i'm surprised that i talked for that long by myself but uh Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Overwatch podcast. Of course, you can visit our website at theberoverwatch.com. It's not really active right now. We're trying to figure out um, where we're going to focus on things and figure out where things are going and what we're doing. So uh, more stuff will hopefully be on there in the future as we kind of figure things out. Um, But where we are most active is on the YouTube channel, uh, The Overwatch, and on our Twitter, at The Overwatch. And you can follow me on Twitter at I'm a dumb cook. And if you want to follow the goofball who's not here, you can follow him on Twitter at Calder100. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Hope you had a great Easter weekend. I had a good I had a good Easter Sunday today. No one cares. I went on a bike ride. Almost passed out because I don't move. Uh, thank you everybody for watching and listening. Appreciate you, love you, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye.